1887, a group of former slaves ventured into Mississippi swampland, beating back blizzards, mosquitoes, and wild animals to form what would become the first all-black town in America. Mound Bayou had its own government, hospital, schools, even a zoo. Like so many other small towns across America, Mound Bayou's population has dwindled over the past decades. We went to see what the town is like today. I'm Brilliant Bow. I'm Rose Gilbert. Welcome to Jewel of the Delta. Blues tourism in the Mississippi Delta takes many different forms. Museums, clubs, birthplaces, burial sites, and other places where blues legends once lived and performed. Alongside cotton, blues is one of the biggest exports of Mississippi, and travelers from all around the world have traveled to the South to place themselves where their musical idols once stood. But as this kind of tourism is changing and drawing different audiences, Delta towns have found themselves needing a new definition of what exactly the blues means. Katie Heinzer has the story. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. Are you visiting? Where from? Uh, Toronto. Oh, cool. Well, welcome to the South. <laughs> the clang of the cash register echoes through Cathead Music Store in Clarksdale, Mississippi. The owner, Roger Stoley, is ringing up one customer while talking to another about her trip. His pug, Eiler, named after the jazz singer, lays on her cushion behind the front desk and refuses to keep quiet. People from all over the world come to Roger's store in search of blues music, both old and new. Kingfish came through. Do you know about him? He, you know, people say, you know, he's the future of the blues or whatever. Well, he, he certainly is in the way that uh, from a marketing standpoint, to have a young guy from Mississippi who's so great out there. And every article, if you just watch the articles uh, that come out every town he plays in, it always mentions Clarksdale, Mississippi. Filled with Clarksdale pride, Roger shows me a small shelf dedicated to Kingfish CDs and merchandise, right across from the cash register. Kingfish is a well-known blues guitarist, and at just 20 years old, he's made a name for himself all around the country as the future of blues. But it's going to take more than one artist to bring blues music back to popularity. We really need like some, we need more big popular mainstream performers to, you know, have a blues opening act. You know, that kind of thing is like, having advertising going around for blues and for Mississippi and Clarksdale. Roger's store is just one of many blues locations in Clarksdale, a small city that prides itself on having live blues music 365 nights a year. Many towns in the Mississippi Delta are in the same boat as Clarksdale, looking for a way to keep their blues industry relevant in an age where traditional blues tourism seems to be losing its audience. But not everyone in the Delta sees this as a positive venture. Depending on who you talk to, Around here, you'd get mixed reviews on opinions of Clarksdale. That's Will Jacks, a documentarian and photographer with the Delta Center for Culture and Learning. The center is a part of Delta State University in Cleveland, Mississippi, 37 miles down the road from Clarksdale. Cleveland has been seeking out its own ways to promote its blues tourism, from the Grammy Museum to the shiny new Cotton House Hotel for visiting tourists. We would not be pursuing music in Cleveland, and we're pursuing it in a broader way, but I'm fairly certain that we would not be doing that had Clarksdale not had some success at creating a tourism economy by pursuing the blues specifically. But according to Jax, it's more than just the blues that people are seeking out in their visits to the Mississippi Delta. The reason people come down here is not the blues. That is a byproduct. 
what they're interested in is a region that for whatever reason has caught their attention because they say that's authentic and there's so little authenticity in the world now that they're drawn to the Delta. And it doesn't get more authentic than Poe Monkey's Lounge. Just a 15-minute drive down the road brings you to Marigold, Mississippi. And if you make it down a very narrow and bumpy dirt road, you'll find Poe Monkey's, a shack that turned into a roaring club every Thursday night for more than 50 years. And so his place was pretty much the place on Thursday nights. Willie Seabury, better known as Poe Monkey himself, owned and operated the juke joint out of his house starting back in 1961. Juke joints originated out of slavery, when field workers would use their one day off to come together and blow off steam each week. A monkey moved in after we moved out, and then, like I said, it just people just started coming and talking, and next thing you know, he had got a little jukebox to go in the corner, and next thing you know, it became Poe Monkey's Lounge. They call it the hole in the wall. <laughs> Let's go to the hole in the wall. That's Willie's niece, Wendy Seabury. She spent many Thursday nights working the door of Poe Monkey's and can tell you what it looked like even down to the outfit her uncle would be wearing each night. Oh, he had so many suits, and, you know, he would maybe anywhere from 10 to 15 times a night he'd change clothes. And when Poe Monkey's became so significant that it received its very own blues trail marker, some blues fans showed their excitement in more unsavory ways. Just as quick as they put the sign up, somebody stole it, and then they caught us up putting a bigger sign up, up across, and somebody stole that one too. Poe Monkey's Lounge, one of the last authentic blues joints left, closed in 2016 after Willie Seabury passed away. His death meant the loss of not only a significant piece of blues culture, but the loss of a man who created a culture of openness and warmth around Poe Monkey's. And, and he never met a stranger, so everyone came, always felt at home. As a matter of fact, I had that put on his tombstone. With the closing of Poe Monkey's, it's become apparent that there's a slowly growing vacuum of this genuine kind of blues tourism in the South. So where does it go from here? How do these towns like Clarksdale and Cleveland, Marigold and Mound Bayou, all keep this part of their culture and economy alive? According to Will Jacks, the answer isn't in the blues, but in a broader form of artistic culture. There absolutely is the ability for this region to become a testing ground for artistic ideas. There are pockets where people are creating for the sake of creating, and that commercial side is always going to follow those authentic original creators. While the traditional blues tour of generations past may be losing traction, its significance and spirit certainly isn't. Poe Monkeys showed just how many people are still looking for that community in arts and music, how many people still get so much joy from gathering with those who share their same love of blues. The loss of Poe Monkeys and other places like it has given life to a new kind of creative industry, one that still pays tribute to its blues roots an industry with the potential to keep breathing art and commerce into these up-and-coming pockets of the Mississippi Delta. This is Katie Heinzer for Jewel of the Delta. Special thanks to Wendy Seabury, Will Jacks, and Roger Stoley. In our next episode, we'll take a look at the town of Mound Bayou through the eyes of three generations of local women. You're listening to Jewel of the Delta.